Hey everyone, back with episode three of sort of our unpacking, unearthing of vision, values, who we are, and really giving you like the deeper dive behind the, the curtain, like motivations for what we are after as a church in this particular season. So part one was really our identity and purpose. Who has God called us to be and what is he calling us to do? Second episode, we talked about formation and value. So what we believe about change, how we're doing the things that we're actually doing. So it's like things that shape us that may not come out in a, like an announceable event or program, but like inform the decisions we make and inform the things that we choose to do or choose not to do. And next up, what we got for today is our practices and strategy. But first, let me just kind of remind us of who we are and what God has called us to as a church. Anthem Ventura is one church made up of house churches practicing the way of Jesus together in our city. Together, we're becoming resilient disciples who are a faithful family in the face of cultural coercion and live a vibrant life in the spirit. We live this out by organizing everything we do around three goals, be with Jesus, become like Jesus, do what Jesus did, leading to the pursuit of tangible of the tangible presence and power of God, practicing counterformation in the way of Jesus, and living on sacrificial mission for the renewal of the city. I know that's a mouthful. I know it feels like a bit of a word salad, but really every word in there has meaning, vision, and purpose behind it. And so what we're honing in on today is the practices and strategy. Like, what are we actually doing? How are we doing the ministry that God's given us? AKA, what is our ministry structure, our philosophy of ministry? So Anthem is a church of house churches. We're organized around decentralized community, distributed leaders, and common oversight, identity, and mission. So a couple of key phrases before I actually get into the structure of our church, which I know you guys are just so, so excited to hear about. This is so nerdy, and like two of you are going to be interested, and the rest of you are going to be like, whatever, get to the next thing, Bert. So Anthem is a church of house churches. So the key distinction we want to make here, and this is really something we've been growing towards for years um, since our inception, but we've maybe for the first time have had language and understanding around it, is we are not a church with groups. We're not a church with groups, but a church of house churches. Now, I know that may seem just like a semantic distinction, but I want you to even picture in your mind a a church that is focused around maybe the big event on Sunday and then has different groups during the week, maybe life stage group, age stage group, uh, common interest, that sort of thing. Now, hear me out. I'm not saying that's bad. I have several friends that lead and are a part of churches just like that. I think it is beautiful, and God has given them a mission to obey in the same way he's giving us a mission to obey. And for us, obedience is not being a church with groups, but being a church of house churches. So for us, house churches are the heart and soul of our church, and we're organized around decentralized community, distributed leaders, common oversight, identity, and mission. So let's get into the actual structure of our church, and the structure of our church can be best understood by four words. Gather, scatter, serve, give. Say that one more time. Gather, scatter, serve, give. That's how you can best understand the structure of our church, i.e. like the things we actually do, programs, schedules, events, etc. So I'm actually going to start with scatter because I'm saying house churches are the heart and soul of our church. And so we scatter into house churches for community and discipleship. 
So house churches are an organized way of making disciples through decentralized community, distributed leaders, common oversight, identity, and mission. They're the primary way we scatter in and around Ventura for community as family and discipleship, apprenticeship to Jesus. House churches meet during the week. A couple of ours, you know, they meet on different days of the week. Uh, They meet in and around Ventura, and they're centered on a meal, scripture, conversation, and prayer. It's incredibly simple. (laughs) We're not reinventing the wheel here. Um, But we call them house churches. And for us, um, I know that for some that comes with language baggage, that comes with maybe past experience or just sort of the unfamiliar And for us, our heartbeat in calling them house churches is simply because as we read in Scripture, particularly Acts 2, 3, 4, and 5, we see this sort of contrast and descriptor of gathering together in the temple or in the portico or wherever and scattering into smaller homes. And so they met in the tens, uh, they met in the dozens, the hundreds, the thousands together uh, for the big gathering, and they met in like tens uh, in the home community. And that's what we want to mimic and model as a church community. And so we call them house churches because as we see uh, the gathering and what is happening there and we see the scattering into homes, we're like, man, they're eating together, they're praying together, they're being filled up by scripture, they're talking together. That's what a house church did in the Bible. And if it's good enough for the Bible, it's good enough for us. So that's why we call them house churches. Um, These are not uh, sort of uh, autonomous house churches that uh, are under no oversight, under no leadership, under no accountability. So for us, it's decentralized community. It's not, we're not trying to hold the the ball of community really tightly. It's decentralized. It's distributed leaders. So we kind of take the leaders that God has given us as a church community and spread them out over multiple little house churches but they all have common oversight, identity, and mission, which means we're all running in the same direction. We're all sort of centered around the same mission and purpose that God has given us. And there is oversight from a plurality of elders overseeing the whole. So house churches are like our organic, um, sorry, our organized way to create disciples and our organic way or a more ad hoc or more, let's see, the initiative is more on you kind of way to to become a a growing disciple is through core groups, which are groups of three to four gender specific meeting together for accountability, discipleship, and encouragement. And so we would say house churches are organized way to make disciples and build community. And that's like our church structure. Core groups are the organic. So I'm not starting core groups, every core group. Uh, there's no sign-up form to get in one. The best way to, to be a part of a core group is to either join one through your house church or start one with a couple of buddies. So that's scatter. Now gather, which is sort of the yin and the yang, if you will, of the New Testament rhythms of the church, gather, scatter. So gather, we gather for worship and for equipping. Um, So for us, discipleship and community best happens in a smaller group. Worship and equipping best happens in a larger group. So for us, that comes in a couple of different ways. One is Sunday gatherings, and we actually share our Sunday gatherings with another local church in town named Arise. And that's the primary way we gather for worship, teaching from scripture, and we do it in collaboration with other local churches right now, Arise. So worship, scripture, teaching, it is family style, at least right now. And it's kind of, we center on the word and we give our praise to Jesus. And that is the point. We're not trying to do everything that the church is supposed to do on a Sunday. A couple of things you'll notice that we don't do, uh, what we don't do right now in particular is we do not receive communion on a Sunday gathering. We do not receive communion on a Sunday gathering. Instead, communion happens in the house churches. 
So that's one of those ways we can sort of help encourage people towards the smaller expression of community and discipleship is by actually centering those house churches around the Lord's table. And so when we come together on a Sunday, uh, we're worshiping, we're opening scripture together, we're enjoying each other. But when we come together as a house church, we're coming together over a meal with the Lord's Supper. Another way we gather together is uh, we do something called home base, which is the first Sunday of the month. Typically, we might have to move that around from scheduling concerns, but typically it's the first Sunday of the month, and that is for church-specific worship, prayer, and equipping and vision. And so that's when we're not actually gathering with other churches. We're sort of hunkering down with our own community fleshing out um, maybe specific equipping that's needed or vision for the season of head. It's where we have sort of extended times of worship and prayer. And that really is just like our family time. It's where we as Anthem can be a family and everyone who's in an house church can come together for home base. So gather, scatter, and then serve and give. So first serve. Service and generosity are really natural outflows of a life devoted to Jesus. So we serve each other, the city, and the world together. And then we give cheerfully and generously in and out of the church. So first we serve, we serve uh, our city, we serve each other, and we serve the world. So we serve our city. Jeremiah 28 says, seek the welfare of the city that you're in. We take that to heart. And so we partner up with some beautiful organizations here, not only financially, but we send people to go help and serve alongside Tender Life and the city center. The city center is a transition home for families, typically single moms with kids, but sometimes whole families, transitioning from homelessness to stability. They give them training, they give them counseling, mentorship, they teach them how to budget, how to save, how to, all the different things that happen. And it is beautiful, and their success rate is off the chart. They love Jesus. They're a gospel-centered ministry. And right next door to the city center is Tender Life Maternity Home, which is housing, temporary housing for pregnant uh, women experiencing houselessness at the moment. So it gives them a safe place to not only be pregnant, but to have their newborn baby as well. They are doing things we could never do in the city. And so part of how we see our church structure is strategic ministry partnerships uh, with other organizations in our city that are doing incredible, incredible things. And so we not only give them money from our budget, from Celebrate Generosity as needed, but we also help connect people to serve in those organizations as well. So we serve our city and we serve the world right? And so we're not called to just like tinker and fix and seek the renewal of our city, but we're actually called to the nations as well. Jesus says, go into all the world and make disciples, right? And we're empowered to go from Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the entire world. So we serve the world. And so we do this by once again, partnering up with strategic gospel-centered ministries, doing things that we could never do. So first is Touch Nepal, and that is supporting pastors and church planters in Nepal, uh, in a country that less than 3% of the population have heard the name of Jesus, are Christians. We invest into a few different people who train pastors on the ground in Nepal. Zoe International, they work in Thailand as well as a few other countries rescuing kids out of sex slavery and human trafficking. And they have rehabilitation houses, they do rescue, they rehabilitation, and they do like learning and teaching and, and really walking with these kids that are rescued out of horrific situations. 
and Genesis Collective, which is our sort of global church planting organization that we're connected with. So planting churches all over the world, just in the next couple of world, in the next couple of years around the world, we're going to see ch- uh, churches planted in uh, India, South Africa, Sri Lanka, Pakistan, the Netherlands, the UK, uh, and a few other places. It is beautiful, and we get to sort of link arms with our brothers and sisters around the world to help plant churches. So once again, serving our city, serving the world, kind of two categories uh, and partnering up with organizations that could do things we could never do, but we can get behind them with both finances and people. So we actually structure our church around giving finances to these organizations and sending those who want to serve to go help serve in these particular places. But there is one other category of service that we need to talk about, and this is how we serve each other as a church family. And so primarily that comes through the Sunday gathering, although there are other places to do that as well. But over and over again in the Bible, Christians, uh, the writers talk about how Christians ought to serve one another, care for one another, love one another, provide for one another. And so through our Sunday gatherings in our house churches, there are a litany of areas where you can serve Jesus and serve your brothers and sisters in Christ. Gather, scatter, serve, fourth, give. The one you all like to skip past and stop this video early. Um, but really for us, giving and generosity, I've already talked about it in the last episode. It's a core value of who we are. We trust Jesus when he says it's more blessed to give than receive. And we want to do it cheerfully, generously, and sacrificially because ultimately that is God's posture towards us. And so one of the best questions we can ask ourselves when we think about giving and generosity is how has Jesus been generous with me? How has he been generous with my family? How has he been generous with our church family? And then how can we mirror him in our life with our time, our talents, our treasures? How can we mirror that kind of sacrificial, cheerful, and generous giving in all of us? So that comes through, yes, giving to the needs of the local church. It also comes through meeting the needs of those in your house church or kind of looking for other opportunities to be generous with what God might be putting in front of you. Gather, scatter, serve, give. This is how we structure our church around the goals of becoming resilient disciples who are a faithful family in the face of cultural coercion, live a vibrant life in the spirit, and are shaping their lives around being with Jesus, becoming like him, doing what he did, all leading towards the tangible presence and power of God, to living in counterformation in the way of Jesus, and living on sacrificial mission for the renewal of the city. This is how we do it. Which means, you notice there's a lot of things that aren't on that list, which not to say that we will not do them, but everything that we will be presented with by either those in the church or ideas from leadership or outside ministry opportunities have a fairly high bar to match. Like, will it help us accomplish these things and does it fit into our ministry structure? We're a small-ish, new-ish church plant, and we just cannot do a lot of things well, but we can sink our teeth into house churches, home base, Sunday gatherings, and ministry partnerships with organizations who are doing things we could never do. We can do those things well, and so that is what we're committing to do well as a church. It may mean we say no to lots of other opportunities, but we want to be faithful with the things that God has given us. Those are our practices. That is our strategy. That is how we're doing what we are doing. So last up in this sort of four-part series is going to be some of the vision and prayer and measures. Like when are we successful? What does the fruit look like? What are some of the outcomes of our commitment to these things that God is calling us to do? So that's next up. Thanks again for watching slash listening, and we'll see you on the next one.